Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and I'm crowing a little bit. Um, just a little bit. Now, just a fr- <laughs> uh, You know, I don't usually get too much into the sports things anymore. I, it's been a long time since I've been a professional football fan. I really don't watch the NBA like I used to when I was a kid. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how the games play out. But I understand that some people are very passionate about sports. And over the weekend, I mean, there's all sorts of things happening. There was the attack on the U.S. soldiers. There's, I mean, there's, the Middle East is kind of going nuts right now. Uh, even the friends at the uh, long erstwhile Saturday Night Live are taking heat because they tried to make a joke about Donald Trump about something that he actually did correctly. And they're the ones who look foolish for saying what they said. But if you were listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast this past week, and especially we are the first half of it on the whole network here on uh, Cape Wright and KCBC and whatever, because of the fact that the bottom line show, though we are headquartered here in Costa Mesa, right by John Wayne Airport, um, we are Northern California affiliate, of course, is KCBC. And that's AM 770. It's actually in Central Valley, but because we have 50,000 watts in Central Valley, uh, then it goes from Modesto and Fresno all the way up to San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento. So basically between our K-Bright affiliate and KCBC affiliate, we cover about 90% of the state of California, which is really cool. And so we hear from people in the big cities and people in the small cities. It's, it's really kind of fun. Well, Bob Duco, of course, Bob Duco of the Bob Duco Show. And uh, what's the... I, I'm, <laughs> Uh, I, I, I drew a blank on Bob's other program that we've ha- aired here for many years. Um, but Bob is an apologist, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I, maybe it's just because I don't have to do... I, I won the bet. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Defending the truth. That's why. Why could I not think of the name of Bob's show? I just literally drew a blank. Anyway, Bob, of course, WMUZ Detroit. He has been a Detroit Michigander, I think, his whole life has been hosting the Bob Duco show on our, uh, basically the jewel of the Crawford Broadcasting Crown is WMUZ-FM in Detroit. And Bob has been there for 25 so years. Well, the Detroit Lions, of course, made the NFL playoffs for the first time in 32 years. They've never been to the Super Bowl. I don't know that they've been to an NFL championship game before. The franchise has been around for a while. But they haven't had a team play in a playoff game, let alone win a playoff game since 1992. While the Lions a few years ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago, were 0-16, one of the few winless teams ever in the National Football League. And a guy who was on that team named Dan Campbell, I think he was an offensive lineman or tight end, something like that, uh, eventually worked his way up through the ranks and was hired a year or so ago as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. And he brought a winning attitude to this team. He got these guys to play like a machine. They wound up winning the NFC uh, North Wait, NFC North, NFC Central. I don't, they, they've got all the divisions mixed up. They got in the playoffs. They wound up kind of running the table. Uh, they, they won their first two playoff games and it was so exciting. Remember Mitch Album, the guy who wrote Tuesdays with Maury was on with me uh, right before their first playoff game in 32 years. And he went and they won and it was exciting. And then um, they won the next week. And so he was out there with a big contingent of Detroit fans. Most everybody in America was cheering for Detroit. So last week on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, Bob decided that since the bottom line show airs on KCBC in San Francisco, uh, that we should go ahead and uh, uh, and have a friendly wager. And so Bob said, okay, here's the deal. The wager is if the 49ers win, heavily favored, favored, 
I, Bob Duco, will wear a San Francisco 49ers hat or a ski bun- bonnet or something like that on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast because we do video. Most every week I'm on video. Sometimes I'm not. Uh, we'll do, we're we're going to do video this week, and we're going to make that happen. But if the Lions beat the 49ers, I, Roger, would have to wear a Detroit uh, Lions football cap. And he wanted me to take my shirt off and paint my whole upper body in blue. I said, well, I can't do that, Bob. I mean, that, that would be, <laughs> there are certain limits that we have for these types of things. There's no way I, that I would subject you as a bottom line show listener or a National Crawford Roundtable uh, listener to, um, to be subjected to that. I said, but I do, I, I have a goatee. I can find some costumey type of blue paint and I will color my goatee blue if the Lions win fine he was he was good with that so first game was on yesterday as you may be well aware kansas city chiefs playing the baltimore ravens in baltimore our good christian brother john harbaugh coaching the uh the baltimore ravens and they were favored i believe and um and kansas city came into baltimore having to play an away game for the afc championship i think for the first they've been in six straight championship games and they always got to play at arrowhead stadium so that they were playing in baltimore and that was kind of a a shock for them but they marched out, and their defense was solid. Baltimore may have been a little tight. The Chiefs were ahead 17-7 to at halftime. Second half starts, and, uh, and again, I was listening to the game on radio because, quite frankly, I'm an old-time radio person. I'd much rather listen to the game than watch it, though it is kind of fun to watch it, too. Um, I, I, caught the, I was out running some errands yesterday after church, and I had a chance to uh, catch the third and fourth, most of the fourth quarter of the Baltimore-Kansas City game. And Baltimore was driving. They had the momentum. They'd finally got their offense on track. The, the, the Jackson, Lamar Jackson, their quarterback, had made a pass to this w- rookie wide receiver whose name I've forgotten, and I think that might be in his best interest because he caught a pass, brought it all the way down to the Kansas City Five, and then he had an altercation with the guy who tackled him. And when the guy who tackled him said something to him about, hey, rookie, you got lucky or whatever it was, the rookie for the Ravens, push the guy down so he couldn't get back up. That's a 20-yard penalty in the NFL, apparently. So that pushed him back to the 25, but then they were making progress again. And Jackson hits the rookie again with the pass, and he's moving toward the end zone. And again, I'm hearing the description. I didn't see it, but apparently either he was close to the end zone and he tried to extend his hand out over the goal line to break the plane, or he just wasn't carrying the ball very carefully. Either way, it was a fumble. Fumble went into the end zone. Kansas City recovers, touchback. They wind up winning the game. I mean, that, that not on that play. That was in the third quarter, but um, it, it wind up turning the balance of, of play. So Kansas City's on his way to Super Bowl 58. Then the afternoon game, well, the evening game for those on the East Coast, uh, they go to Santa Clarita, Levi Stadium. The Lions come in to play the 49ers. And the Lions pulled something. I remember being in, we were on vacation, 1998 or something like that. We were watching the game somewhere. It was the Green Bay Packers against the 49ers. The 49ers were heavily favored, and Green Bay came out, and they ran and gunned, and they stunted, and they did some trick plays. And before anybody had really, as Vince Gully would say, before the patrons had warmed their seats, the Diners were down 21-0 in the first quarter, and they never recovered, and Green Bay went on. That was back in the uh, – the, see, this is how much – Brett Favre, I, I'm forgetting all these names. Jared Goff, who used to quarterback the Rams, former number one draft pick, was traded by the Rams to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford wound up going to a Super Bowl with the Rams, and Goff wound up going 
potentially with the Lions. They jumped out to a huge lead, and it was 24-7 to before anybody really knew what was going on. And at halftime, the 49ers are down 17. So people are starting to, you know, sing happy days are here again for Detroit. And I knew Bob was going crazy, but he didn't text me and I didn't text him because I get it. You know, I mean, if you've got any kind of superstitious bone in your body, well, you know what happened next if you follow the game. The 49ers reeled off. They started the second half by scoring 27 unanswered points. And next thing you know, that 24-7 Detroit lead became a 34-24 49er lead. Uh, Detroit did battle back to get a touchdown toward the end, but the final score, 34-31. And so, well, Bob lost the bet. Now, I told him, if you were listening to the National Crawford Roundtable last week, I told Bob that the secret weapon on the San Francisco 49ers was not Brock Purdy, their quarterback. A lot of people think he is. He's a solid athlete out of Iowa State, second-year QB. He was kind of the bench-warming taxi squad quarterback last year, and then everybody else got hurt. And he wound up getting them to the NFC Championship game, and then he was hurt. He could barely hold the ball little and throw a pass. And that the Niners did as well as they did in that game last year, people wanted to know, well, would he be able to do that again? Well, this year he stayed healthy led them to the NFC Championship, and now he's going to the Super Bowl. And people say it's so great, his faith, and I said, yeah, but Brock Purdy is not the secret weapon for the San Francisco 49ers. The secret weapon is Dennis Wilson. And Bob said, what? Dennis Wilson? How would Dennis Wilson be the the secret agent, the secret weapon, the X factor for the 49ers in this year's Super Bowl? I said, well, here's how it goes. Brock Purdy went to Iowa State played football at Iowa State. Um, Brock Purdy played football and was part of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. While he was at Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, there was another young lady who played soccer for the Iowa State women's team. Her name is Brooke Miller. Now, Brock and Brooke aren't dating. They have the respective, you know, (laughs) significant others, but they were good friends. And I was talking to Brooke Miller not too long ago about Brock Purdy. She said, yeah, the guy's straight straight up and down. He's a great Christian guy. I loved being in FCA with him. Now, how would Brooke Miller, who is Brooke Miller, know Brock Purdy? Well, you know Brooke Miller because you hear her on the commercials for Dennis Wilson for Wilson Financial Advisors. You see, Brooke Miller is the marketing director for Wilson Financial Advisors because Brooke Miller is Dennis Wilson's granddaughter. (laughs) So I said, look, guys, if the 49ers win, Dennis Wilson Sponsor of the Bottom Line Show and of National Crawford Roundtable is the secret weapon. And lo and behold, they did. So if you are watching MyHopeNow.com this Wednesday or Thursday by the time the podcast gets put up, uh, expect to see Bob Duco sitting in his WMUZ studio wearing a San Francisco 49ers baseball cap. And nothing will make me happier. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and as we continue, got some serious uh, stories to talk about. Actually, it's Movie Monday. Uh, We're going to revisit a conversation I had with Dallas Jenkins of The Chosen coming up this hour uh, to talk about The Chosen's theatrical release. Scott Wilder is here from uh, Preborn to talk about an update with regard to how your donations can help save even more babies. Coming up next, though, a rather sad but cautionary tale uh, coming up out of uh, a something that happened here that is is becoming more and more common, unfortunately, and we in the body of Christ need to pay closer attention to this type of thing, a clergy abuse case. 
that impacted a local major denomination right here in Orange County. Um, settlement has been reached and it, the dollar amount is close to $10 million. We're going to talk about that coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. We're 15 minutes away from my conversation with Dallas Jenkins of The Chosen, talking about The, the Chosen makes its premiere this Thursday, The Chosen Season 4. They're going to release all eight episodes of Season 4 in theaters. And that all begins on Thursday, February 1st. Now, if you're wondering if you need to get some Red Bull or, you know, make necessary arrangements to not have to take potty breaks, you don't have to worry about that. What's going to happen is they're going to release episodes one, two, and three this week, episodes four, five, and six next week, I believe, episodes seven and eight, and the wrap-up show uh, the week after that. And then they're going to release it on the streaming services. So if you don't want to wait, I encourage you to get your tickets and go to see The Chosen in theaters. If there are friends, maybe get a whole Bible study together and go see The Chosen. I think you'd think, it, think it's wonderful, great fun to experience it with other people in the theater. And oh, by the way, if you don't want to buy tickets, I just so happen to have not one, not two, but three copies or three pairs of tickets, courtesy of our friends at Fathom Events that we're giving away today here on Movie Monday, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Um, over the years, there have been a number of people who have uh, lodged complaints with the Catholic Church with regard to cases of sexual impropriety uh, by members of the church and leadership against people who are either underage or uh, were in a position where they were taken advantage of. There's a case recently that involved... Um, two of these, uh, well, shall we say, rather high-profile uh, alleged sex offenders. They're based in Orange County. And it's crazy because when you think about how, how do you, you know, some of these cases happened 30, 40 years ago. And so obviously you want justice for the people who've been victimized, but at the same time, you have to ask the question, okay, where, where do you draw the line with regard to uh, what's fair? you know, what's just, obviously there, it's not just for the people who, um, have been victimized. Uh, there's a, 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 a law firm here in Irvine, Manley, Stewart and Finaldi that currently represent more than 200 alleged clergy sexual abuse victims all over down the state of California. And this past Friday, uh, two of the defendants, as it were, um, this was the, a case that was expected to go to trial. And, if this had gone to trial, it would have fired off a massive wave of even more lawsuits against the Roman Catholic Diocese statewide. So basically what happened is when this case kind of kicked in, um, there, if you were an adult now, but you were victimized as a child, um, the state has opened a three-year window to file a civil complaint. Uh, understanding that there's the criminal court, civil court. Criminal court is where they look just at the letter of the law. Did somebody, you know, uh, break the law, this, that, and the other thing. Do we have evidence? Can we prove it? But then there's the civil crime, um, you know, where your civil rights violated, where you, you know, that, that type of thing. And a lot of these cases are going to be solved in civil court. So what, what's interesting is um, that, that in these two cases, the um, archdiocese wound up uh, agreeing to pay uh, a settlement. And the plaintiff in case uh, basically the plaintiff in the lawsuit here that was settled uh, described being molested 
by Father Elisurio Ramos, um, starting at the age of five. Uh, this is a boy who was a parishioner at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church in Santa Ana. Um, and so by Father Elisurio Ramos, uh, he claimed there was this trial, had, uh, this crime had been committed. Father Ramos actually, shortly before his death, did admit to the fact that he had sexually assaulted more than two dozen boys, uh, that he had served at multiple parishes in Orange County, and he had been guilty. I mean, he confessed to the crime. And what makes this interesting, of course, is this is kind of the way the Catholic Church, in many respects, has dealt with issues like this. I mean, and again, I'm not saying this to bash anybody. This is just a statement of fact. The fact that the Catholic diocese have, in many cases, if a priest has been accused of sexual misconduct, rather than disciplining the priest, oftentimes they would just transfer them to a different parish. And in the case of Father Ramos, this is a guy who every time they transferred him, he found somebody else to molest. Now, there's another uh, priest by the name of Father Siegfried Widira, um, who made, apparently, his cases make Father Ramos's pale in comparison. Um, at the time of his death, he was one of the most wanted sex crime fugitives in all of North America, not just in the United States. And apparently, after being molested by Father Ramos in uh, 1979, 1980, when this, uh, the, the plaintiff in the case was five, uh, his family went to a different parish, and then he was sexually abused by Father Widera somewhere around 1984 or 1985. Um, it's interesting because in the case, oftentimes there were many of these uh, cases where uh, a plaintiff would bring this up. Many, uh, most often it was boys, but sometimes it was girls. We've had a, a female victim here uh, who came on the Bottom Line show and talked about being a student at Modern Day High School. She was part of a class action lawsuit where she was sexually assaulted by a teacher and who wound up getting her pregnant. And when she went to uh, Father Michael Harris, who was the principal of the school at the time, and told him what had happened, she and her parents went and he said, well, sue us, you'll, you'll never win, basically. And she wound up getting about a million dollar settlement from the school because she had an abortion and had some mental anguish and it was just, it was awful. It's interesting because the diocese of Orange County and LA County uh, are finding themselves complicit in these actions now, largely because when uh, a priest was brought forth to the diocese saying, hey, look, there's a guy here. He needs to go get some counseling. We need to see if this is really a problem or just a us versus them. In many cases, like in Father Ramos's case, uh, he acknowledged that this was a problem. He was also dealing with alcoholism and had sexual impulses related to the abuse of minors. This is in his file. And with the counselor's recommendation to the diocese was that he not be placed back into the ministry, the leaders of the diocese overruled the counselor. And she said she was adamant, but apparently it was a common practice at that time for bishops who referred priests for treatment for the abuse of minors to then move those priests to other parishes upon their return. So there are two of these priests here who are now deceased, Father Ramos and Father Widener. And in this one case, uh, we finally have a, a, a result. But in the case of the 2000 Southern California childhood sex abuse cases involving the Catholic Church that have been filed during that three-year window, 200 of those are related to the Diocese of Orange. And they're still working their way through the court system. 
How much was the settlement for and how does that compare to the amount of money that the diocese has paid over the past several years to settle these cases? We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Here's Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services with a reminder that your investments do more than just make money. They actually change lives. This Christmas, we gave our family the gift of life. So I thought, let's do the same for our Wilson Financial clients. A way of saying thank you for being in partnership with us in the ministry. What we're going to do to honor our clients is we're going to fund 100 ultrasounds per month, each month for the next 12 months through preborn. Also, each quarter, we're going to buy an ultrasound machine. And at the end of the year, those machines will be saving an average of 1,600 children per year. We do this to honor and inform our clients of this great ministry and to say thank you for being our clients and being our friends. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh to whet your appetite with uh, Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, joining me on the other side of this break, coming up at the bottom of the hour to talk about season four of The Chosen releasing in theaters this Thursday night. And I'll give you information on how you get tickets in just a moment. First of all, this is a huge prayer concern for an- anyone who's been involved in these abuse cases that have been filed against the Diocese of California. Um, there are 200, or excuse me, 2,000 California, Southern California childhood sexual abuse cases involving the Catholic Church that have been filed during this special three-year window that the state of California gave for uh, alleged victims to file their cases. 200 of those, 10%, are related to the Diocese of Orange. Um, the Diocese literally has already settled 90 cases for about $100 million dollars. The Los Angeles Archdiocese has solved over, resolved over 500 cases for $660 million. And this wave of lawsuits has led to other dioceses in California either filing for bankruptcy or considering that. The Diocese of Santa Rosa, Oakland, San Francisco, uh, in LA and Orange, they haven't given any indication they're going to do that. But this new case involving these two priests and this one boy who was molested by both of them multiple times million in damages awarded from the Orange County Archdiocese, or the Orange one, and then another half a million dollars from L.A. So as the awards pile up, it's amazing to think that the the Diocese of Oakland, California, of San Francisco, of Santa Rosa, have already filed for bankruptcy because of all the abuse. But... To that, I say my heart breaks for the victims and also for the perpetrators. I mean, to think that, you know, alcohol, sexual abuse, that type of thing. And and the church is, is holding this up and saying, we're the church and we've got authority and we'll be the ones who correct the discipline or not. And in the case of uh, Father Ramos, for example, the, 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 and Father Wadena, the, the counselor, her writing on her report, these guys have problems with alcohol and sexual attraction to abusing minors and they should not be in the ministry. And the diocese saying, well, thank you for your recommendation. Thank you for your counseling. We're going to transfer them to another diocese, another parish. Brothers and sisters, we have to get this right. The court of public opinion, the court of the law of the land, I mean, that pales in comparison to the ultimate court of judgment with which we're going to stand before God. And he's going to look at our record. He's going to look at our hearts. 
He's going to look at how we stewarded our time and how we handled our resources and, and the way we treated other people. And, and did we go and share the gospel and people were hungry? Did we feed them? And I mean, th there are all those different things. And I'm not saying you have to do that to prove that you're a Christian. But I am saying that if I read scripture correctly, people do act that way because they're motivated by the fact that their hearts have been transformed. Lord, we pray for every victim of, of clergy abuse right now who's still wondering, are you there? Do you care? God, how could you let this happen? Please heal their wounds and help them to know that you love them and care for them. And for those who are perpetrators, people are caught in this web of deceit because of alcohol or drugs or uh, wanting to abuse. Father, help them to get the help they needed to get out of those situations that might cause temptation. And Father, for those in leadership who know these types of things are happening and aren't doing the right things to keep them from happening and to help punish and lovingly correct and rebuke and refute those who are engaged in this type of activity father hold them accountable bring them before your judgment seat now and say okay this is it are you for me or are you against me and we heard what the words of jesus in the scriptures where he says he takes a little child puts him on his, his uh, lap and says it would be better for someone to have a millstone thrown around their neck and thrown off a cliff into the deepest ocean than to harm one of these little ones we protect children we care for them because we know that all of us are your children. And in your economy, we are precious in your sight. We ask all these things in the powerful and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And all God's people said, amen. Okay, let's get into a happier note, okay? <laughs> On the other side of this break, Dallas Jenkins is going to join me. We're going to talk about The Chosen Season 4, an unprecedented move for a television show. All eight episodes of Season 4, The Chosen, are going to be showing in theaters first. Buy a ticket, watch three episodes. Buy another ticket, watch three. We've got not one, not two, but three pair of tickets for opening night and this whole weekend, which starts February 1st. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Dallas Jenkins coming up next as the bottom line continues. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, Movie Monday edition of the program yet again, and I'm so glad that they're back after about a three or four week hiatus. That's what they say in the movie industry anyway. Going to take a look at the film industry on the whole. Take a look at the role that Christian movies have had in the past year, past 10 years, past 15 years. But first, I want to revisit a conversation that I had uh, late last year with Dallas Jenkins. Dallas is the creator of the Chosen series. Season four is going to do something no television program has ever done uh, before, starting this Thursday night. The Chosen season four is going to be releasing in theaters. The entire season will release over three weeks, the next three weeks. And we'll, that you'll get the chance to see all eight episodes and a little Q&A afterwards um, in the theaters and experience it with other people. And in doing so, you purchase a ticket. You have to get, I think there's a special ticket for all three weeks or you can buy individual tickets. But then in doing so, that kind of helps underwrite the production of the season five. But it's, it's the whole idea is a sense of community. And so we have not one, not two, but three pair of tickets to the opening weekend here for season four of The Chosen, courtesy of our friends at Fathom Events. So the phone lines are open, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. Let's get to it. Uh, here's now must my conversation with Dallas Jenkins of The Chosen on today's edition of The Bottom Line. Well, a special edition of the Bottom Line Show today. Dallas Jenkins is with me today here on the program. We're going to talk about all things chosen. Welcome back, Dallas Jenkins, to the Bottom Line Show. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see you again, Roger. It's good to see you too. You threw out the first pitch at Wrigley Field, and I am biblically jealous. 
<laughs> what was that like? What was that like? Yeah, you should be jealous. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't lie. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've told people if 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 nothing else, the success of the chosen has has paid off in this in this way. Uh, I I grew up a lifelong uh, Cubs fan, diehard, and yeah. uh, have been to Wrigley many times, but have never had a chance to really be on the field. And of course, throughout the first pitch. So uh, when this opportunity came up, uh, it was a dream come true. Uh, I, I will say. I don't get nervous about almost anything. Uh, I have not been nervous about anything in a long time. Yeah, this was the first time I have been nervous in a while. I was really because because no one encourages you. Like the players on the team, the umpires even were making comments. The coaches, no one says like, "Hey, you're going to do great." They all say, "Don't bounce it, you know, <laughs> don't screw up in, the, in front of people." Yeah. And uh, and and right before I walked out there, one of the coaches on the Cubs uh, says, "Hey, don't choke." And so I, I came out there. I had to take, you know, I had to do some of my breathing exercises and, uh, yeah. but I did throw it uh, where I wanted to. So uh, it was, it was awesome. Nailed it. Well, I, I, it's great for you to have that personal experience, but of course on the larger scale, that means the chosen's recognition has just been huge since the last time we've spoken, it, it's grown exponentially and we're going to get into a little teaser for season four. And, but how do you describe it? I mean, obviously it's a phenomenon, but it keeps getting bigger. It just keeps getting more impactful. What, what's it been like for you during the past year to see it? grow yeah I, I honestly um have been able to maintain believe it or not a, a a sense of no matter how big this gets i cannot allow myself to be impacted by that so mm -hmm. it's great i, I it, obviously the impact is what matters the most um people telling me stories of how their life has changed matters more than anything but i will tell you this uh, in the first year, when almost no one was watching, um, I was sitting on my couch on a blank laptop and writing words that I felt were important to capture the character and intentions of Jesus in the Gospels. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm on set, all of us working together, we, we know that not too many people were watching, but we knew we had to get it right. Yeah. Well, five years later, it's, it hasn't changed. I'm still on my couch with yeah. my blank screen. I was just the other day finishing up some of the scripts for season five. The blank screen doesn't give a rip about how successful the previous season was. Sure. So it has been cool. Um, no, obviously, I, it would be crazy to say otherwise. But um, my job, honestly, I think both as in my relationship with God, but also as the captain of this ship is to make sure that whether there's tens of millions of people watching or big you know platforms talking about it or whether there's nobody watching that my primary focus is on making sure that god and my wife are happy with what <laughs> i'm doing and uh and so I, I just i hope that in a few years roger when we talk again maybe even at, at you know at, at the end of all these seven seasons that we're having the same conversation that yeah. i have not gotten to a place where i'm seeking praise or trying to avoid criticism that all that matters is getting this right you you are doing such a great job. And let me be the first to encourage you if you haven't gotten encouragement today, not only on that first pitch, but also on what's happening with The Chosen. Um, Dallas Jenkins today here on The Bottom Line Show. We're talking about, well, all th you had a Chosen Con recently. Yes. I, how cool was that? I mean, it was fun for the people who were there, but also thousands of others online joining you too. Talk about that. Yeah. So uh, recently we had this idea of, you know, look, our Chosen fans love to gather um, in fact, I don't even like the term fans. I think they're partners, viewers, yeah. uh, you know, family members, and they love to gather. They love to have this shared experience. And, uh, and we thought, boy, it would be fun to get everyone together as, or as many people as possible. So we did a test. We thought, 
look, we don't, you know, we've never done this before. We don't know how it's going to go. We don't know how many people are actually going to be interested in flying to one location and gathering in a huge room and, and doing meet and greets and doing panel discussions and all that stuff. And when in, you know, 36 hours, we sold out 3,500 uh, slots wow. Wow. and, uh, and over the course of two days, just, it, it was a, it was unbelievable. Um, and the, here's the cool thing though. I got a chance to, to talk to probably if not all 3,500 people close to it uh, wow. over the course of two days, I tried mm -hmm. to really make a personal connection with everybody. The number of people who just were coming up and, and, and through tears sharing how the chosen has changed their life and how it's brought them closer to God and closer to the Bible, um, really was overwhelming. Um, but I will say that again, it was, it was more of a battery charge for us and, mm -hmm. and for the cast of saying, yeah. This is why we do this. Is mm -hmm. And so season five, when we're going through the heat, 100 degrees in Utah, Texas, or the wind or the death or whatever, we're remembering a weekend like this, um, yeah. that that uh, there are people out there who 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 are, um, I don't know if benefit is the right word, but who are who are being impacted by the sacrifices yeah. that we're making. And so it's a great opportunity to keep going. That's a good way to describe it. Dallas Jenkins with me today here on The Bottom Line, both on our terrestrial radio and our audio podcast and at myhopenow.com. Uh, you can check out the video here. And we're talking all things Chosen. Of course, Chosen Con just wrapped. Season four is now in the can, as they say. And you're doing something very unique yet again in terms of the distribution of season four. You've done theatrical releases, Dallas Jenkins, but this one really is a whole different dimension. Talk about what's going to happen with season four for the initial releases of those episodes. Yeah. So as you mentioned, we've done uh, theatrical releases of our Christmas special, which we're going to be doing again this year. We got something really great planned. We've Excellent. done a couple episodes or whatever. This time we're releasing the entire season in theaters. Now, not all in one sitting. Those right. of you who have to go to the bathroom every couple hours <laughs> are, are going to be okay. Yeah. We are going to release um, the first three episodes uh, initially and all in all at once into, into theaters. And then you'll get a chance to see the next three, and then you'll get a chance to see the final two. So we're releasing them all in theaters. This accomplishes a couple of things. Number one, it allows the audience to gather, to be together. This is a season yes. that's pretty, this season is pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. So not only do, uh, is the story on a bigger scale, because we're getting closer and closer to Jerusalem, closer and closer to what we all know is coming, um, but the, the backdrop, the 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 audio, the video, vi visuals, all of that are, are bigger than ever. And so we believe it, it demands an immersive experience on a big screen. But also, uh, I think you're going to want to come either with a group or, 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 or if you don't have a group, be with one at the theater because uh, it's, it gets pretty heavy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the shortest verse in the Bible, John, uh, John 11, 35, Jesus wept. Yeah. Uh, we see that this season and more than once because as we get closer to, the, to, to, where, to what we know is happening, um, Jesus is getting increasingly sad because, not because of necessarily what's going to happen, because his followers don't really get it. Point mm -hmm. being... Yes, there's joy. Yes, there's laughter. Yes, there's going to be a lot of fun that you're going to want to be part of with other people. But there's also some some you, you might need your friend to hand you some tissues during this season. And uh, we, we really believe people need to need to be together when they watch it. But also this allows us um, and for those who want to see it on, on the big screen to get a chance, quite frankly, to give us the opportunity to to keep it free for others. Yeah. You know, we've always said the show is always going to be free. Mm -hmm. Well, because less than 5% of the people who watch it actually pay for it, which is perfectly fine. We want people to be able to see it free. We do need to do things like this occasionally 
to, to put it in theaters or get it into st certain streaming platforms that do allow us to pay for the right to give it to you for free. So I know that some people can't make it to the theaters. That just means I'll have to wait a little while longer. Um, but uh, th this, uh, th those who can go to the theater are allowing others to be able to see it free when it comes to streaming. Incredible. And uh, I know those streams are growing more popular. I'm hearing from people all the time saying, have you heard about this thing called The Chosen? I just found season one, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's nice to see them going back now that those options are there and that we have a chance to participate. That's great news. Uh, Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about this groundbreaking approach to releasing season four in theaters. All the episodes will be, uh, you're doing like one and two one week and three and four the next week as far as the, the episodes go. Yeah. So the, yeah, we're, we we group the episodes. We 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 put it into three sections as opposed okay. to four. We know it's a lot to ask, you know, to go to the theater four times in a month. Mm -hmm. uh, for some people, that's just not possible or doable. So we are spreading it out just a little bit, and we're grouping it into three three groupings of of episodes: one through three, four through six, and then seven through eight. So uh, that gives you a little bit of a space, so that uh, if if you're busy or you know if cost is an issue. Uh, we're, we're making it a little bit easier for you. Now you're working with Lionsgate and there's distribution now internationally, which is phenomenal. I would imagine the demand for this is huge. How many languages is The Chosen now available in? So at the moment, honestly, it's growing so fast, Roger. I'm not able, I, I don't think I could tell you the number. Here's what I know uh, where we're headed is that the Come and See Foundation, which is a nonprofit entity that is helping provide not only us to make the, to make the show, but to get this into languages. They are on their way towards 600 languages uh, translated uh, for, for this show all over the world Man. and over a hundred of them would be dubbed. So, you know, there's some that are mm -hmm. subtitled, but actually mm -hmm. getting dubbed because some countries really, really want that. Some languages need that. And so, because yeah. not, of course, not everyone can read. Um, so uh, having it dubbed is, 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 is huge. So we're seeing that happen. It's growing as we speak uh, all over the world in those other languages. And so that's, that's really beautiful to see. And here's the other cool thing. You mentioned Lionsgate, you mentioned our distribution partners, um, we, of course, want to make the show available for free on the Chosen app. You just look up the Chosen app and you can find it. This is available in every country in the world. Mm -hmm. But there are, some time, there are some countries and some places where the average viewer isn't going to download a new app just for one show. Right. And so making the show available where they're already watching television or where they're already seeing their streaming platform is, is extraordinary because a, sh a Jesus show to think that it's going to be playing and is currently playing on some of the biggest networks in the country, in the various countries around the world, because yeah. of some of these distribution partnerships we've had, it's it's unbelievable. We're, this show is being exposed to people who would normally never consider uh, a show like this because it is getting the kind of distribution that it's getting. And it's been incredible. It's been beautiful to see. Well, especially with all the turmoil in the world right now, having the Jesus story as told through the chosen uh, in, in such a current relatable uh, style. I, I think people are just taken to it by storm and I can't wait to see what God is going to do. Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the chosen. We've got a link for the trailer for season four up at the bottom line show.com. Dallas Jenkins, uh, we, we continue to pray for you, your family and the chosen family uh, daily uh, as you continue to put out this great work. Uh, and we're so blessed that we have the connections points that we do. Thank you for being with us today here on the bottom line show thanks so much for having me on roger we'll do it again soon and that's how we concluded my conversation last fall with Dallas Jenkins of The Chosen. We talked about Christmas with The Chosen, but we also were talking about what's happening starting Thursday, February 1st. It's this Thursday. The Chosen Season 4 is going to be in theaters. We're going to release the entire eight-episode series over three consecutive weeks. 
We've got tickets for opening weekend, so you get a chance to see episodes one, two, and three. Uh, we've got not one, not two, but three pair of tickets from our friends at Fathom Events to give away, and we're taking your calls right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break when we come back. I mentioned at the outset of this half hour that the movie industry is kind of going downward fast, and yet... There appears to be a way for Hollywood to redeem itself. So says our good friend James Herson, uh, media expert, New York Times bestselling author, and a regular contributor to Newsmax. We're going to get into his column on the other side of this break that asks the question, can soul-searching end Hollywood's nightmare? Let's get into it coming up next as the bottom line continues. Call personal injury attorney Stephanie Cover of Cover Law first after an accident. Friends or family might tell you to get in touch with the insurance company for the party at fault first, but this is wrong. Stephanie knows countless myths that surround personal injury law, and she will help you separate fact from fiction. Stephanie worked directly for insurance companies for decades, and she knows how to navigate the process. You may wonder if your injury is too minor to warrant an attorney representing you. Stephanie can help you figure that part out with a free call, and she will tell you honestly if she thinks it's worth pursuing. Sometimes injured people are concerned about going to trial, but Stephanie prides herself on her ability to stay out of a courtroom because it typically means that she can maximize the amount you will actually receive. Don't make these decisions on your own. Contact Stephanie Cover at kbrightradio.com slash cover. That's C-O-V-E-R. My thanks again to Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, for joining me today here on The Bottom Line for our Movie Monday edition of the program. Of course, season four of The Chosen is in theaters this Thursday. That's right. All three, uh, the first three episodes are going to be released this week starting February 1st in theaters, then episodes four, five, and six next week, and then seven and eight with a special recap the week after that. So you get a chance to see The Chosen on the big screen with your friends. Buy a ticket, get some popcorn. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you don't want to have to buy tickets for this weekend, we have three pair, not one, not two, but three pair that we're giving away today here on the bottom line. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. Hey, uh, my friend James, James Hurst has been a regular contributor to the bottom line show ever since we started back in September of 2011. And uh, James is a good friend. He has a, a he's a, passed the, well, he, he has a JD. He's a lawyer. He's been a college professor, taught at Talbot Seminary, Bible University. He also has a master's degree in media psychology, which I think is fascinating because not only does he get the legal side of it and the spiritual side, but he also understands the psychological ramifications of what happens when you spend too much time with the media or how your faith can be impacted for the good if you spend time with the right media. He recently wrote a, uh, an op-ed that I wanted to put up at thebottomlineshow.com. This was to kick off the first of the year. But he talks about how Hollywood needs to do some soul searching. And he means this, I love this approach because he said, look, all the big box office bonanza movies that typically do well at the box office all bombed in comparison to movies like Sound of Freedom and The Chosen and things like that. So James has a solution. Let me read this article to you. If only it were just a bad dream, he begins. That's what a lot of folks in Hollywood are thinking at this year's end. The entertainment industry definitely had its share of ups and downs in 2023, labor strikes, internal friction, even some rare ideological divisions. But nothing compares to the disaster of the incredible shrinking box office. And then James notes Disney, which is the largest entertainment company in the world, unmerrily continues on its downward trajectory. 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is one of the most popular film franchises, is in serious condition, as was exemplified by the Marvel's lower-than-expected revenues of $84.4 million after they made a movie that cost $250 million. Despite the successes of movies like Barbie and Oppenheimer, Hollywood executives are still wondering whether the once-invincible Marvel brand's tanking will cause the entire cinema business to falter. Disney animated feature called Wish had a $200 million budget and grossed $50 million at the box office. Wow. The live-action remake of The Little Mermaid, the fifth installment of the Indiana Jones movie, and the reboot of The Haunted Mansion all ended up far below box office expectations. Uh, Pixar isn't used to this either. Uh, Elemental was the only Pixar movie of 2023. Cost $200 million to make and only did $154 million at the box office. That means they, I mean, you figure they spent another $200 million promoting it. They lost a fortune. Uh, Warner Brothers' sequel to Aquaman, the DC superhero movie Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, had an embarrassing release. I mean, $46.6 million. That movie was right up there with The Flash and Blue Beetle. So here are the top 10 highest grossing films in North America in 2023. Are you ready? Number one, Barbie did $636 million. Two, Super Mario's Brother movie, which, by the way, I thought was a lot of fun, $575 million. Third, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, $381. Fourth, Guardians of the Galaxy, $358. Five, Oppenheimer, $326. Uh, six, Little Mermaid at $300 million. Seven, Avatar of the Way of Water, 283. Eight, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was weird, 215 million. Number nine, John Wick at 187 million. And number 10, The Sound of Freedom, 184 million dollars. Now, think about that for a moment. The number 10 movie at the box office this past year was The Sound of Freedom. When you adjust in for inflation and look back to 1973 and you look at how much the movies that came out in 1973 did versus 2023 and adjust for inflation, the number one movie of the year was The Exorcist and it had an inflation-adjusted gross of $1 billion. The Sting, number two, $815 million. American Graffiti, $600 million. Papillon, $352. The Way We Were, $352. Magnum Force, Live and Let Die, it goes on. The combined inflation-adjusted top 10 domestic box office 50 years ago, $4.3 billion. The top 10 domestic box office of 2023, $3.4 billion. Amazing. The one bright spot in the movie business, though, is something that you may have picked up, and it began with that number 10 movie of the year. Any idea what that might be? It has something to do with your faith and my faith, and we'll talk about that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Bottom line show listeners have been so supportive of Preborn, and I appreciate you, and I know that Preborn does as well. Preborn is the Pregnancy Resource Center that offers women 
options and offers women the truth when it comes to an unexpected or unplanned pregnancy. Now, if you were expecting pregnancy and you want to get a free ultrasound, you can go to our preborn clinic as well. It's very easy to do. And every time we donate $28 to the cause, that provides one free ultrasound appointment for someone who may or may not have the means to handle this. Now, Terry in Cathedral City recently called in a $1,000 donation. Thank you so much, Terry, for, uh, for giving us that call, especially out of the Coachella Valley. Also, Dennis in Los Angeles called in a $28 donation. Thank you, Dennis, for that $28. And also, I want to say thanks to Diane in San Diego, a $500 donation. Every $28 you provide means one more ultrasound visit for a woman who may be deciding between whether or not to keep the pregnancy or to keep the child. We are pro-child. 85% of the women who go to preborn and see the ultrasound choose life for their preborn child. And you can give a tax-deductible donation online today to support that cause. Go to kbrightradio.com and look for the preborn banner. Click the banner and make your best donation today. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Last call if you want to get in on the drawing for the not one, not two, but three pair of tickets we're giving away to the chosen theatrical release. It starts this Thursday, February the 1st, in theaters nationwide. Thousands of theaters will be screening this Fathom Events event. The first three episodes of season four of The Chosen are coming to the big screen. All of season four will be revealed over the next three weeks in theaters. And the hope is that thousands of people will go and enjoy the chosen experience on the big screen in the company of hundreds of other people in their theaters and then have a conversation about it. We've got three pair of tickets for opening weekend. We'd love to place them into your hands. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. James Herson is a Christian attorney, media analyst, New York Times bestselling author and college professor. He's written a piece for Newsmax that uh, we've got up at thebottomlineshow.com asking about this question about the Hollywood industry. Why were so many films tanking? Why were they spending two and three hundred million dollars on a movie that grossed 50 at the box office? And James's opinion piece says soul searching can end Hollywood's nightmare. He lists the top 10 movies of 2023. Then he compares them to the top 10 movies of uh, 1973. Inflation adjusted numbers. The box office was down by 25%. If you compare the top 10 from 73, to the top 10 of 2023. But then he says, look, when you think about it, James says, first of all, in my humble opinion, the list of 1973 movies, when compared to the list for 2023, is far superior in terms of substance, originality, art, artistry, and wide-ranging popular appeal. At its essence, the focus of the entertainment industry, after all, used to be entertainment. It was the very reason the industry came to and did flourish the way it did. But then he says, but there was one bright spot in the movie business in 2023, and it came in the form of faith-based films which met with unexpected success. Movies like His Only Son, Sound of Freedom, and After Death all surpassed box office expectations. And what's amazing about this is Sound of Freedom released on the 4th of July and actually came in ahead of Disney's latest Indiana Jones installment. When His Only Son came out, uh, its opening weekend uh, during the Easter time, uh, it, it was at number three in the opening weekend. The movie After Death became the top-grossing documentary since 2019. And another faith-based film, Jesus Revolution, starring Fraser star Kelsey Grammer as Pastor Chuck Smith, hit the third spot on opening weekend. 
James concludes, I'm truly hoping that in the new year, the entertainment industry does, does a little bit of soul searching and begins to make its way back home. If not, I fear that the Hollywood nightmare is destined to be a recurring one. Brothers and sisters, this is where this all happens. I remember Steven Spielberg one time saying about Schindler's List, about 6 million people saw Schindler's List in the theaters, bought tickets for it. But when it aired on television, something like 60 million people saw it. Mass media still has a place in the culture and Christian filmmaking, faith-based filmmaking is getting better. But take a look at Sound of Freedom and ask yourself the question, why was it not only a top film when it first came out, but it survived after a July 4th release for the entire last six months of the year and finished in the top 10 for the whole year because it took on an issue, child trafficking and sex trafficking, and made the issue the forefront with a faith-based response. People of faith stepping up, standing in the gap, doing what needed to be done legally and ethically to rescue these children. Would that we as Christians move further in the process. The faith-based, uh, you know, uh, believable conversion story is important, still has a place in preaching the gospel, but sometimes preaching the gospel means rescuing those in need. We'll put a link for all this up at thebottomlineshow.com. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. And Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, coming up next. By the way, don't forget, tomorrow at uh, 3.30 for KCBC, Rabbi Kurt Schneider will be joining me to talk about Israel, talk about the war, and talk about his latest book. For those who remain on the network, another one of those cases where a big American company gets it wrong when it comes to religious freedom and contraception. We'll talk about that coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, welcome to another edition of The Bottom Line Show, or welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and glad to have you along for the ride today uh, here on this Movie Monday. Thanks to everybody who called in for the uh, tickets that we were giving away today for uh, opening night for The Chosen Season 4. It's going to be a ton of fun, and uh, of course, we always get a lot of calls for people wanting free Chosen tickets, so our thanks to our friends at Fathom Events for creating uh, this opportunity for us to give away not one, not two, but three pair of tickets. Hey, you know, it's interesting. This last half hour, I want to talk about the sanctity of human life. I want to talk about religious liberty and want to talk about a, a, a nurse practitioner who has what I believe is a rather unpronounceable name for me. I'm going to give it my best shot. But you know, it's interesting how many people who are working in the health professions find themselves uh, for, being forced to compromise their belief system simply because of some kind of mandate. For example, the case of Gunna Krista Dofferty, who was fired for, from her position as a nurse practitioner at a minute clinic in Tequesta, Florida. Now, if you go to the, the minute clinic is part of the CVS chain, by the way. It's, it's actually, there was a season where before the mandate, I did not have insurance. I was a, what they call a cash paying you know, self-paying insurance person and uh, kind of working as a freelance contractor. Minute clinic was my doctor for a couple of years, right? They do good work, and then you get prescriptions filled at CVS. It's a, it's a really good deal. Um, but there's a problem when a person says, look, I have a religious uh, objection to what we're doing, and I'm asking for an exemption. Uh, I'm going to call her Dr. Gunna. Uh, simply, this is a woman who is Catholic, very devout Catholic, and she worked for CVS for several years. Basically, what CVS allowed her to do was to say, as a nurse practitioner, if she saw a patient that was requesting contraception, because Dr. Gunna was a Catholic, they would say, okay, if somebody else needs to write the prescription, so you don't have to do that. 
she would see the patients. She would help diagnose whatever the issue was. But then when it came to prescribing contraception, she didn't want to do it. Basically, said, look, I'm Catholic. Hormonal contraception violates my deeply and sincerely held religious beliefs. Please don't make me do it. And CVS said, okay, that's fine. You're good. No problem. So, I mean, see, this is the way the American system is supposed to work. We have religious liberty that says you should not have to violate your deeply and sincerely held religious beliefs. And then what do you do is, you know, in a case like this, she's a nurse practitioner. You've got uh, doctors. You've got RNs. You've got uh, maybe physician's assistants on hand. Somebody there can write the prescription. And problem solved. So CVS doesn't have to change the fact that they want to dispense uh, contraception. And we as Christians could say, I don't want to do that. We shouldn't have to. This is, see, this is what the founders understood. This is what constitutional law is all about, right? Is that we look at the constitution and say, she, CVS has the right to say, we're going to sell contra, uh, contraception. And a Catholic woman says, I don't want to do it. And they, she has the right to say, I don't want to do it. Now, of course, where it gets a little dicey, I mean, if you're Catholic, you're anti-contraception 100%. There are a lot of people of the Christian faith who would say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pass out contraception. That, that, that's not a problem for me. But please don't call an abortifacient a contraceptive. And that, again, well, here's the problem. And Stephanie Taub is handling this case for First Liberty Institute, a good colleague, friend of ours here on the Bottom Line Show. Basically, what happened was, <laughs> it's incredible. For several years, Dr. Gunna, as I'm referring to her, Dr. Gudrun Christoforadori, uh, had worked for the Minute Clinic in Tequesta, Florida, and said, I'll do nurse practitioner stuff. Just don't maybe write prescriptions for contraception. And they said, fine. And then all of a sudden, one day, they said, nope, you have to do it. You have to do it. And if you don't do it, we'll fire you. And she said, what about my exemption? They said, we don't care about your exemption. You're fired. It's very interesting because uh, the law firm Boyd and Gray is representing uh, Dr. Gunna in this litigation, which has been ongoing, and said, look, our, the employment laws we have in the U.S., protect religious freedom in the workplace. So no one should have to choose between faith and their job, especially when it's very easy to continue with a longstanding religious tradition. And nobody ever didn't get their contraception, apparently, at this minute clinic. No one was inconvenienced. You know, you hear that a lot from the left. If you give these exceptions, then no one's going to have, women won't have their access to health care. Well, that didn't happen here. Basically, and this is a lawsuit that was filed in U.S. District Court, Southern District of Florida, West Palm Beach. Uh, in August of 2021, CVS adopted a new policy. And the policy says, quote, all religious accommodations without the consideration of the particular circumstances of the employee requesting the accommodation, including to determine whether that employee could be accommodated without undue hardship. They got into 2022, and then all of a sudden in March... There was another Minute Clinic employee who was terminated for refusing to dispense contraceptives. Dr. Gunna's supervisor said, don't worry, you're fine, you're fine. But then all of a sudden, they said, nope, not going to do it. She even went to the point and said, look, I'll do telemedicine where we wouldn't actually do this. This wouldn't be a problem. I'll go to a larger clinic where it would never happen that I would have to do this. And they said, nope. And so now the case is being, uh, is being litigated, and we'll see how it goes. 
this is the world that we live in where people who are saying, look, I have rights, I have beliefs, I want to practice my faith this way, are completely ruled out of the equation. You know what one of the things that happened, August 2021, CVS changed their policy because Joe Biden took over in the White House, and all of a sudden they began to force contraception and abortifacients on people of faith who had to dispense them. This is one thing, if you love Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump, he was pro-religious liberty. And this type of case was not a problem until Joe Biden took office. Fortunately, though, there are organizations that are fighting for the rights not only of women, but also for their preborn babies and the religious liberty of everyone who wants to work in that process. The organization is called Preborn, and we have a perfect opportunity for you as a bottom line listener to step up and provide a free ultrasound for a woman indeed who's facing an unplanned pregnancy. Scott Wilder from Preboard is going to join me on the other side of this break to talk about that. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. For more than 50 years, Dennis Wilson has been offering better alternatives to what the market offers when it comes to investments like certificates of deposit and real estate investment trust. Dennis's 3D account pays even better than market interest rate. Here's Dennis to explain. So what is a 3D account and how does it work? A 3D account is a real estate-backed investment without Wall Street risk. It pays an amazing interest of 7% for the next three years. At the end of three years, you can take your money out. So you can see it's definitely not a REIT. Or you can reinvest it at 7% in a new program. Go ahead and call today and ask about the 7% account. And then while you're on the phone and ask about our accounts that face even higher amounts for funds over 250000 Learn more about Dennis Wilson's 3D Money account, the better alternative to the Real Estate Investment Trust. Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial, simply better alternatives. Well, special guest joining me today here on The Bottom Line Show, our first visit for 2024 with Scott Wilder from Preborn, 833-850-BABY, B-A-B-Y, or click on the Preborn banner at kbrightradio.com and make your best gift today to support ultrasounds for women who are seeking them. Scott Wilder, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Uh, it is always, and I say it behind your back, not just to your face, it's always a pleasure, Roger, to be with you. Really love being here and making the difference that uh, your audience makes on this really uh, very important issue. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And uh, likewise, a mutual, fantastic, beneficial relationship that we share with Preborn. And the fact, too, that Scott and I can console each other over the fact that the Chargers, Rams, and Cowboys aren't in the playoffs anymore. Man, and, well, don't, well. don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, even my, even my second-tier teams have not done well the last, uh, uh, last weekend. So I don't know. I, we'll just have to, uh, have to adopt what my dad used to say. Uh, I guess I'll just have to you know, shoot for a good game, just a good game. Yeah. If your teams are out of it, you got to just hope for a good, a good game. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, one another one of those years. But we we're used to it. Yeah, and we'll see. Game. Maybe Detroit will come around. I mean, yeah. that, that'd be a big story for them. I, I was sort of rooting for Josh Allen and the Bills, I, and I'm a, I'm an NFC guy, not a an AFC guy. Of course, Cowboys mm-hmm. are NFC, and so. Uh, San Francisco, of course, looks awfully good. So yeah. uh, we'll see. It's gonna. It's 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 always fun. Always always a little bit sad. Already sad. Number one, when college football season is over, yep. and then uh, sad again when uh, uh, pro football season is over. But uh, that's okay. It's 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 gonna be a good few weeks from now to the end, and uh, look forward to it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one thing we can always look forward to each and every day, of course, this is Sanctity of Life Month. And, yeah. and we talk about we just passed a milestone yet again as as the, the left was mourning the fact that Roe versus Wade was uh, implemented, on the, forced upon us on January 22nd, 1973. We have since passed now the second uh, commemoration of Roe mm-hmm. not being uh, the mm-hmm. law of the land anymore. Mm-hmm. And we think that's fantastic. But it's also made this kind of the wild, wild west when it comes to the sanctity of human life. Half the states are codifying mm-hmm. this into their laws mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. half are saying, you know, whatever. And you're talking to people, Scott Wilder, who are in states where abortion is the norm. It's just, it's, it's horrible. The fight for preborn is even more important now than it was even pre-Roe. No, that, that, that's exactly right. I, th- I think there was something, and you'll, you'll recall, Roger, that always we argued uh, when we talked about this topic that this is not solvable, really, by laws and bans, because that doesn't change someone's heart. I mean, you you can't, for example, this is a matter of the heart. And for example, you can't have a law that all of a sudden says, okay, it's it's in the law now. Everyone in America has to become a Methodist or a Catholic or a Baptist or a Jew or a Muslim or whatever. It would never work. And why wouldn't it work? Because that is a matter of the heart. And so is this a matter of the heart. And so you're exactly right, especially in California. I mean, a 400% increase in the demand for abortion. Now, what I call abortion trafficking is taking place where companies are, they won't pay your maternity or paternity leave, but they'll pay you $4,000 to go uh, to California and, quote, fix the problem. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's abortion trafficking that's happening right now. So it's more important than ever. And and we go back to what we say, it's a matter of the heart. Because once a girl sees her baby, hears her baby's heartbeat, it doesn't matter if she lives in California, quite liberal on the issue, uh, obviously Colorado, quite liberal, Illinois, liberal New York, uh, or conservative state like Texas. It doesn't matter. Even in Texas, of course, uh, you know, if you if you uh, are pregnant in Indiana, for example, you just cross the border. I don't know if you notice, but Indiana shares a border with Illinois. And so you just cross the border in mm-hmm. Illinois. And so, but see, once the heart is changed, then everything is changed. So we're excited about it again. We love doing this together. It is, there's not a better time right. in Sanctity right. of Human Life Month to do this. So to call the number, to go online, do it right now. And then we want to play uh, uh, a testimony, a girl whose life was changed uh, because of the gift like the one you're going to give when you call the number. Right, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229-BABY, or go to kbrightradio.com. There's a preborn banner there. You click the banner, you make a $28 donation, and you save a life. It's a really very simple equation. And if you're wondering how important this is, Scott, I know you've got a, a testimonial here. Hear from someone who benefited from a, a preborn visit, an ultrasound appointment that really was life-changing for her. This is Marion. I was feeling funny, so I took a test. It was positive. When I took the test, I knew that I had other options. I was really scared, and I know that it's really easy to get an abortion. There are a lot of those services out there. And then my life would just keep going the way it was going. So I just Googled pregnancy help (laughs) crisis something, and, and I didn't expect to hear from them. And Adara messaged me, can you come here? The first ultrasound was a little scary. I saw the heartbeat and we were all like, oh, hi. It felt scary, but it felt like a good thing. 
I've been down the other road before and it really was a negative experience for me. If I have this baby, I'm gonna have to do it alone and that's gonna be really challenging. But I knew that I needed help and to get around people that would help me, not people who would say, this is a problem that we can make go away. More like, this is awesome and we can help you make it more awesome. <laughs> I call her Go-Go, um, like short for Margot, and she'll kick me and then I'll poke her back. She'll kick me somewhere else and I'll poke her there. <laughs> and so we kind of play. <laughs> Marion and uh, Margot, or is she... Uh gives the nickname Go-Go, and I love that part where she says, I saw her on the, uh, on the ultrasound, I was like, oh, hi. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's what we told you. You're introducing a girl to her baby for the first time when you provide an ultrasound. It becomes um, like a womb with a view, and mm. you get mm. to see the little baby, and, um, and then it becomes uh, unmistakable. You know, I, I'm sure I've told you before, my favorite teacher in high school was uh, – uh, Miss Chancellor, and she was a spindly uh, woman, not very tall, had hair, and I'm, I say this with great affection, had hair sort of like Mo on the Three Stooges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was dyed black and bangs and kind of bowl cut, and she was very strict, and everything had to be in order. I mean, as because of that, I'm a W, so I sat on the fifth row at the back of the class where W's are relegated. Now, there's a phrase she used, and my kids who are now kid, not kids anymore, would, would they know the phrase very well. Here is the phrase, immediately obvious to the most casual observer. Mm. And she never used it, used it complimentarily uh, when she talked to me. She'd summon me to the board, and I'd go up there, and I would guess my way through, through some Algebra 2 program, uh, problem. And as I would slink back uh, to the back, seat on row five she would probably say something like mr wilder that should have been immediately obvious to the most casual observer mm. um sort of like kids would say duh and <laughs> and 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 here here's here's the thing i think of that phrase every time mm. when it comes to a young woman or even a young man seeing the baby hearing the heartbeat it becomes immediately obvious to the most casual, or you can even say the most calloused observer, it, it becomes immediately obvious that that's a baby. And the reason that truth is so powerful is because the lie has been so pervasive. Yes. For the influencers and the singers and the, music, the movie people and the TV people and the whole winds of society are blowing in one direction. And so that's why I say it's an inside job. If we don't do it, it's not going to be done. Right. I mean, th this is ours to do. So um, we have a chance today to make a huge impact just by providing an ultrasound or two or three or five to 10 or 10 today. And 83% of the time, once a girl sees her baby, hears her baby's heartbeat, she chooses life. I mean, it's the easiest Incredible. thing you can do if you've ever said you're pro-life. So we invite you to join us again today. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. That's B-A-B-Y. Or click the banner for Preborn that's up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's up at kbrightradio.com. It's up at rogermarsh.com. It's everywhere I have any kind of digital footprint. I've got the Preborn banner up for that express purpose. And Scott, as you were talking, we heard that testimonial from GoGo's mom, which I thought was just so, so, so precious. And you think about the baby and the life that's there. When a woman comes to the realization, and hopefully the rest of the family does too, mm. A, this is a baby. Mm. B, this is a relationship that you have not only with you and the child, but you in preborn too. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people want to run past that. Yeah. An abortion clinic, stop, drop, roll, it's over. 
Right. But with Preborn, this is a long-term commitment, isn't it? No, it is. In fact, this is one of the, one of the bad raps that we get, especially this time of year when it's Sanctity of Human Life Month is, well, oh, you guys don't really care about the baby or the mom. Not really. You know, as long as she makes that decision right then, then you kind of move on. Well, that's never been true of preborn. Uh, it's not true generally of any uh, pro-life center, but certainly at preborn, it's the beginning of a two-year-long mentoring process that includes providing free maternity clothes, baby clothes, diapers, strollers, cribs, formula, parenting classes. I mean, it's the most holistic approach to standing for life that I've ever seen and been doing it now for more than 17 years. Uh, and I mentioned uh, before, 100% of what you give goes directly to providing uh, ultrasounds. We separately fundraise for administrative and overhead. And uh, that's pretty important to, to be able to say 100% of your gift. So $28 a month, providing an ultrasound a month, saving a baby a month for less than a dollar a day. All year long, what a great New Year's resolution. I got to tell you, it's not important what it was. I had a New Year's resolution. I never make them. And I made a New Year's resolution, only one. <laughs> I made I made <laughs> one New Year's resolution. And I got to tell you, it was done on the 2nd of January. And that's only because it could not have been a failure on the 1st of January. It was so <laughs> disappointing. I got to oh, tell you, no. honestly, I was just oh, head, in, head in hands, shake my head. But today, you can say, hey, I'm going to stand for life all year long. Less than a dollar a day, $28 a month can do that. And so whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, we invite you to join us uh, and make a real difference. Don't mistake the nodding of the head, as we say, for the doing of the thing. This is ours to do. It's an inside job. And we're standing by waiting for your phone call or for you to go online right now. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. That's 833-850-BABY-2229. It's really easy to do. Or if you want to do this online, if you buy anything online, well, everybody buys everything online these days. So <laughs> if you've got all your credit card information all lined up and ready to go, you mm -hmm. can have this transaction done in less than a minute. And think mm -hmm. of this. As Scott mentioned, 83% of the women who go to a preborn clinic see the ultrasound of images of the baby, and then they find out what their options are. Option number one, of course, congratulations, you're a mother. Option number two, in states where we offer, you know, abortion is legal. Option number three, and you never hear this at abortion clinics. Option number three is you can release this child for mm -hmm. adoption, just sure. like Norma McCorvey did. I mean, people forget that in Roe versus Wade, Jane Roe and Roe versus Wade did not abort her child. Mm -hmm. She wound up releasing her child for adoption. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think that the only options are no door number one and door number two, Scott, mm -hmm. and pre is a huge proponent of that adoption option, and that's what $28 does. And every penny, all $28 goes to the ultrasound appointment, or if you, if God's blessed you to the point where you have a $15,000 donation you can mm -hmm. give, it's $15,000 for an ultrasound machine. Tax deductible, uh, every penny. Go ahead. Real quick, I need to step on you. Let's hear from Dan Steiner, uh, president of Preborn. I met Jesus, and uh, I was working in the business world, uh, running a national corporation, uh, you know, uh, in the corporate world, and came to Christ, changed everything in my life. And uh, uh, during one of those times, uh, just early as a Christian, I, I became sensitized to the Christian worldview, and one of those parts of it was abortion and, and what, you know, we as uh, believers should do. And I said, man, we've got to do something about that. And I said, Lord, what works? And I just broke my heart and know it breaks his heart. He sees every abortion. He's omniscient and omnipresent. This is the thing that works. 
It's, it's ultrasounds. Faith without works is of none effect, it says in James. This is your opportunity to stand with the Father to the fatherless, to stand with Jesus Christ, who is the way and the truth and the life, and give life to children. Every dollar is not going to preborn, not going to our administrative cost. We independently fundraise for that. That's not what we're doing. Uh, $28 to give an ultrasound to a girl. $140 will give to five girls. We'll send you a picture a baby whose life was saved like the one you sponsored. And uh, it's all possible by your gift. Be part of God's solution. And more importantly, God's heart for these unborn babies. It is so easy to do. Dan Steiner, president of Preborn. I know about a minute left. 833-850-2229. How does the time go by so fast? 833-850-2229. We're standing by for your phone call right now. And really, no better time than now. Sanctity of Human Life Month. And to start the year by saving a baby or two or five or ten or hundreds or even thousands. So we're excited. Roger, it's always great to be with you and can't wait to see what the Lord is going to do through uh, the listeners of this great program. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for your time. Thanks for the information and the great inspiration as well. We appreciate our partnership with Preborn. Scott Wilder, thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Great pleasure, Roger. Well, right uh, back at you, Scott. Always good to have time with you. Scott Wilder from Preborn, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Also, you can give a gift online. Most bottom line listeners give their gift online when they go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Click on the Preborn banner and make your best donation, whether it's $28 for a free ultrasound, $280 for 10 of them, or $15,000 for an ultrasound machine. Some final thoughts in just a moment as the bottom line continues. I can't say enough about Preborn, and I'm going to keep talking about them because I love what this organization stands for. Basically, what they stand for is the truth, the truth and the science, the truth and the science and being honest about the situation that a woman is facing when she is facing an unplanned pregnancy. Did you know this is a problem within the church? 60% of the women who have abortions in the United States do so after already having given birth at least once. 54% of the women who have abortions in the United States are church-going women if not Bible-believing, born-again Christians. So what does that say? It tells me that we in the church need to do a better job of educating people as to what's really going on when a woman tests positive for pregnancy, as they say. Go to a pre-born clinic, they'll do the pregnancy test, then they will do an ultrasound. And the ultrasound technology will show you the pictures of the child in the womb, and then they'll tell you the three options, not the two that the abortion clinics. Abortion clinics say either you're gonna be a parent that's gonna be expensive and ruin your life, just have an abortion, the third option is adoption, and Preborn recommends adoption every single time a woman comes in with an unplanned pregnancy. 85% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and have the ultrasound choose life for their baby. You can help in this effort. Make your one time donation to Preborn today. Go to kbrightradio.com and click on the Preborn banner. My thanks again to Scott Wilder from Preborn for joining me today here on the program to really get us enthused about what's happening here. And don't forget, our friend and colleague Dennis Wilson has pledged this month to provide 100 ultrasounds to uh, preborn, uh, just because that's in the name of each of his clients. 100 ultrasounds, $28 for ultrasound, that's $2,800 donation. Now, I want to match that today. Can we do that? 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Let Dennis Wilson's $2,800 donation for 100 ultrasounds inspire you. Knowing that it's going to be doubled, why not give a gift of 10 ultrasounds knowing that it's going to spend like it's 20? Why not give a gift of 20 ultrasounds like it 
doubles as 40 or 5 as 10. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229 or go online to kbrightradio.com. Click the pre-born banner today. In the same way that the left wants to tell a Christian like Dr. Gutta down at the Minute Clinic in Florida that you have to dispense abortifacients, you have to dispense contraception, there is no alternative because that is essential to women's health. Let me ask you a question, and I mean this most sincerely. I'll never forget having uh, lunch one day with a group of people from our uh, ministry I was working with, and there was a gal there who uh, we were talking about infertility and this, that, and the other thing, and I knew she had never been married before. And afterwards, we were all walking to our respective cars, and she was walking to hers, and she said, you know, I, I, I just kind of feel like I could share this with you, but, uh, um, you know, I've never been intimate. And uh, I said, well, that, you know, I, I, that's okay. And she goes, yeah, it really is kind of cool. As a matter of fact, uh, it's one of those things that has just made, left me completely free to serve God. And I, said, I looked at her and said, Susan, you may be the first person I've ever known who has said, not only is that my story, but it's made me free. And she lived her whole life here on earth that way. When people talk about sex and you know how important it is, and this is a right, you know what? It's a privilege. God gives us that privilege. He created physical intimacy between a man and a woman for the marriage bed. And when we engage in that and create a human life because God creates that life in us, we have a responsibility to him to care for that creation that he has entrusted to us. And I know there are a lot of people who don't necessarily have that calling, but for those of us who do, one of the ways we can take it very, very seriously is by making a donation to an organization like Preborn that says, I see that child that God has created. I see that union that's there, and I want to honor God in his creation. That is good news, and that's the bottom line.